this week's episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. It's Whiskey and Watches on Watches and Wonders. Yes, that's four W's and two ampersands. I bet you all are so excited about all of the alliteration for this podcast. Uh, It's a fun episode. We talk about what we like from Watches and Wonders, what is actually probably attainable or more wearable from Watches and Wonders, um, and also the Fresh Forum find makes a return. Please, everyone, enjoy. All right. Well, we got everybody on the uh, video chat because still social distancing uh, all around the world. Mm-hmm. So good to see you guys. Good to see you too. Good to see Although, you all. To be fair, we were doing this this way before the pandemic hit. Fair enough. Fair we enough. did have plans to get together <laughs> though. It was like, like a face to face kind of thing though. So those kind of got a little derailed. But this one wasn't. I even bought a microphone that I couldn't figure out how to work. <laughs> We're not technical geniuses by any stretch of the imagination here. No, we are not. We are not at all. <laughs> uh, so we got a, a pretty interesting episode. We got, you know, obviously our usual front segments, but then uh, there was this watch show over in Geneva that decided to go virtual, and they changed their name from SIHH to Watches and Wonders. So they were smart and they chose to go with alliteration. And we applaud them for that. <laughs> and I would say it was a great success because of that. Oh, absolutely. So uh, on behalf of myself and uh, everyone else here on the podcast, welcome to the 4Dub uh, episode, everyone. Yep. Whiskey and Watches on Watches and Wonders. <laughs> <laughs> There's even two ampersands. That's impressive. <laughs> You don't see the uh, ampersands? Oof. Well, gets, a double ampersand. Gets the juices flowing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what they tune in for, the alliteration and the ampersands. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. so, so why don't we blow through the, the wrist check and drink check? Spangler, what are you wearing? What are you drinking? <clears throat> well, I, I teased uh, everyone with this yesterday on our watch group chat, but I've got on uh, a Black Bay 58 with my Strap Week purchase, which was uh, well, one of the purchases I made. Uh, it's a OG Bond strap from Cincy Strap Co. And it's uh, it's looking quite fitting on the Black Bay 58. Um, and I'm uh, I'm drinking the same of the the same stuff I was drinking last week. It's uh, that uh, Suntory whiskey. Um, I'm actually also finishing two last sips of a uh, Miller High Life here. So uh, I guess in a way I'm kind of double fisting here. But uh, yeah, that's what I've got, got rolling this week. What about nice. you guys? Champagne of beers. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> Uh, all Go right. ahead, Buzzy. I, so I also am wearing a watch with a strap week purchase. I've got my Seiko SKX 009, and I b- bought a, uh, a Tropic rubber strap from Uncle Seiko. Um, so just, just popped that on this week. I was trying to recapture a little bit of the magic. I had a an old Seiko 5 that I bought used that had a uh, Tropic rubber strap on it. Um, this is definitely a little bit larger watch than, than uh, that Seiko 5, but I really like it. It's funny, I've never had this watch off of a bracelet, and it really exaggerates um, all of the, the nice parts of the case design that make it so wearable. You can really tell how short the lugs are and how close to the wrist they are uh, when it's on a bracelet Mm. so i'm a big fan and then uh, for my drink 
I, I'm still uh, drinking beer. Uh, past couple of weeks, I was going with the uh, Truth from Rheingeist, and now I'm with their crosstown rival, uh, Mad Tree, uh, drinking a psychopathy. Well, you set me up kind of perfectly. So I've got, I'm doing, Spangler may have hinted at it. I'm double fisting and double wristing, which we'll we'll talk about here in a little bit. There's there's a bit of a reason for the setup here. Um, But on a recent grocery store run, I did pick up some Willet bourbon, which is the same bourbon I brought, got from my brother's bachelor party. Gosh, what was that? Like six years ago, something like that. Um, Really like it. It's an easy sipper, one ice cube in it, let it melt a little bit. It's perfect. Love it. Um, one of my favorites. Comes in a really cool bottle, which I'm sure will make its appearance in some photos on Instagram here soon because it's the <laughs> pot still bottle, so it's it's pretty sweet. Like so I've got that, and then um, I was teasing everybody a little bit on, um, on our group chat. I bought a six-pack of Mad Tree's Soul Drifter, which is a strawberry blonde ale. Um, not thinking anything of it, um, cracked my first one probably five or six days ago. It was lovely, you know, nice, light kind of summery drink. It's been a little bit warmer down here up until today, really. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was great. Did it after mowing the lawn. I think earlier last week, it was great. Went to crack the second one. Didn't notice until I actually, you know, had a sip, though I I smelled it as it came up. It was a psychopathy in disguise. (laughs) So it was in a soul drifter can but it was psychopathy. So the third one that I had was a blend of the two. Four and five definitely leaned more psychopathy. So this is number six out of the six pack. <laughs> and you guys can verify. You can see it. It is in a pink Soul Drifter can. That, yeah, that is verified. It's uh, Yeah, yes. Um, so we're going to crack this open and see what it is. <laughs> I could roll. be joining Buzz having <laughs> psychopathy. Right, moment of truth. Um, <laughs> it's a blend, but it's definitely psychopathy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I had five psychopathies and, and one soul drifter in that soul drifter six pack. <laughs> so those are the two drinks, and I have on. I only wore one watch for most of the day. I was wearing my Swatch System Fifty One um, by Hodinkee which was actually the second mechanical watch I ever purchased after I purchased my Tudor Black Bay Steel. And then I've got on my Omega Seamaster 300M, the white and black. And I've got it on one of my... It was the second Strap Week order I made because once our buddy um, Nick from Red Bar Cincy figured out that you could put the Rolex 20mm rubber straps on a Seamaster 300, the new version, and I saw that they had a black and red version... Uh, you guys have probably seen this on Instagram already. I was like, well, that's going to happen. So that's been oh. on. And uh, it's funny. I, I got this watch at Richter and Phillips, and this other watch is from Hodinkee, and, and they may have been mentioned together here recently this past week, weren't they? Yeah. They, yeah, their cro- <laughs> paths definitely crossed. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, Hodinkee has been doing their retailer series, uh, Retailer Spotlight, uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And Richter and Phillips locally here was uh, featured this past week on Tuesday, which is pretty neat. Um, it was also really cool because uh, we may have had a little something to do with that. Yes. <laughs> which uh, made Tuesday a very big watch day for this podcast. We had uh, we actually 
one of us reached out last week to Cole Pennington just saying, hey, how do you guys pick the retailers that are going on that? And his response was, just have them contact us. We're actually looking for one for Tuesday's article. So we might have provided Cole's email address to our buddy Blake the Enabler at Richter and Phillips, <laughs> and an article might have been written, and it was pretty cool to see them pop up on uh, on Hodinkee. Uh, a little bit of press for the local boys. Um, pretty neat to see that. Um, get to see pictures of uh, some of the guys from Red Bar and some of the watchmaking classes yeah. uh, that they were taking with Matt, the Cincy Watch Doc on Instagram. So it was... Uh, it's pretty neat to see that. So I've got I've got the tie in. I've got a, a watch purchased from Richter. I've got on um, my Hodinkee swatch. Uh, I am also wearing a cardigan. I have a beard, and it was not sunny today, so I've got on my glasses. So I'm going full on climber. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> climber. Start it right now. Oh yeah, got, I got the. I don't have a Leica, but we're getting there. <laughs> or an air cooled Porsche, but yeah, I was gonna say you gotta have the Porsche. Nah, I've got a V8 that's naturally aspirated, so uh, maybe they'll let me in, maybe not. I don't know. Whatever that but means, anyway. I have no idea. <laughs> so so that, co- that covers the, the wrist checks, the drink checks. Uh, we're going to try to hit the fresh form find here really quickly so uh, so we can get into watches and wonders. So uh, what have you got, Buzzy? All right. I have an Omega. Uh, I love the uh, Seamaster 2254, so that's the wave dial... Uh, with the sword hands, right? Mm, yeah. The unfortunate thing is uh, Omega calls so many different things a Seamaster. I, I really wish that it was less confusing. You mean but, like the uh, DeVille? Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> Back in the like, day, it was the Seamaster DeVille? Yeah, like the Railmaster and the, yeah, that's, <laughs> and that's the Ranchero. That, yeah, don't forget about the Seachero. Yep. Well, and there's also the Seamaster Flightmaster, which doesn't make any sense. No. Uh, well, have you ever flown on a seaplane before? Boom. Does anybody do that anymore? Somebody has to. I, I mean, feel like James Stacy and James I feel like they fly out on okay. seaplanes, go diving somewhere. I feel like that's like the watch for them. Yeah, I'm going to go out on a really weird tangent and say that I rediscovered my childhood on Disney Plus, and I did find Tailspin. Anybody All remember right. Tailspin Hell yeah. with the Sea Duck and Baloo and Little Britches? And I, yeah, we, my wife and I watched an episode of that to see if it was appropriate for our oldest, who's yeah just under three at this point, and it's he's still got a couple years to go. But I might be watching that one season that they have. <laughs> of uh, Tailspin to go along with DuckTales, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, all that stuff. But yeah, <laughs> seaplanes. Don't forget about the sea duck. <laughs> yeah, I like what you're working with there. <laughs> I, uh, so I, I found one of these uh, Seamasters in pretty decent shape on Chrono 24 for the sum of $2,034. The only downside is it is in Japan. And ah. Uh, that's importing stuff like that to me is a, a big, uh, I have no clue how to do it. And obviously <laughs> I'm not going to spend two grand on a watch right now anyway, Although, but I will say though, if you like go on like the, the Japan the Chrono 24 and the, their eBay pages for watches, you can get a lot of really good deals on those like five, $600 less than what you would pay normally. Like just getting it like, um, from the U S. So, I mean, it's definitely something to consider, um, so if, if you're what I would it. say is if anybody has done that, of any of the five of you, because our listenership has gone up thanks to Justin at Monta, um, if any of the five of you listening know how to do this and know what the customs charges are importing from Japan, DM us on Instagram and let us know. 
please. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, it's in really, uh, really nice shape, uh, especially considering that those watches aren't that recent. And uh, I love the the simplicity of it. I think that's a design that's going to um, get better and better looking over time. I think it's got a lot of staying power because of the simplicity. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, I guess I'll... Spangler, uh, what do you got? Yeah, I'll go ahead and go here for uh, mine. Um, I'm also going a little bit, uh, let's just call it downstream in price from what I we normally go for. Um, and I, min- I think I mentioned a Zen um, on an earlier episode of the podcast. Um, but this one is actually, it's on eBay right now. Um, so it ends this Saturday. Um, so you got a, a good deal of time on this one. Uh, but it's a Zen 103. Um, and basically it, it looks like an IWC, um, Pilot's Chronograph. Um, I believe it's 41 millimeters. Um, this one comes with, you know, box papers, the whole shebang. Um, for $1,100 and for, you know, if you're looking for that kind of watch, um, and you're looking to pay a little bit less. This one's significantly less than a lot of the ones that I've seen. Um, these are normally going for like fifteen to sixteen hundred dollars. Eleven hundred dollars with a make an offer on eBay. Um, if this is something you're going for, uh, I, you can't get wrong. Zen. Uh, I believe it's an ETA movement. And the best part about this watch and why I like it is that it has a rotating bezel. Which to have a chronograph and a rotating bezel, I think that's too a pretty good combination in my book. I don't know about you guys, but I like that combination on a watch. Big fan. I yeah. love that combination on my uh, Colt Chrono, so yeah, I agree. Yep. So that's what I've got for this week. Uh, Spence, what about you? So I went downstream even further, and <laughs> you know I don't own a Seiko Turtle yet, but it's one of those that's you know kind of forever on the list. I would probably buy one new, but I mean there's deals to be had out there. I like the Pepsi colorway, so the Pepsi Patty Turtle found on Watch You Seek. Guys got been a member since 2009 about 500 posts 255 bucks for a patty turtle on a bracelet he says it's barely worn i mean you know it's a seiko turtle those things run forever um just feel like you know i've seen some priced a little bit lower but they've all been sold so i feel like right around 250 is about as good as you're gonna get for that watch bulletproof good colorway nice dial just a lot of fun so seiko turtle for 255 bucks why not? Just, just double your budget and take the step up to the uh, gold PVD uh, dictator's watch version. Of it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Source a, uh, a a PVD gold bracelet and you're you're cooking. Oh yeah. Well, the other thing I was going to say too is I'd be curious as well since we're asking our listeners, all five of them, to let us know. <laughs> Let us know if any of us, if anybody's actually gone after one of these fresh foreign finds. I'm kind of curious. Other than that, other than that Samaritan that we all tried to get that guy to, to DM us back on, um, I wonder if anybody is listening and looking at these and thinking they're at all worth it. <laughs> Which I mean, I, they definitely are worth it. But I mean, yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to hear too whether or not people actually went out there and got it. <laughs> all our hard work is and, like paying off or not. That's why I'd rather. That's why I like to know. Yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> and. Uh, same disclaimer here, buyer beware. Yes. Always buyer beware. Always, yes. always yeah. Yep. Notice it's been a while since any of us have recommended anything from Australia. <laughs> Too soon? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, when are, when are jokes about a certain kind of house funny again? Yeah. <laughs> well, All right. uh, I guess going from that, I guess we can jump into this, uh, this uh, watch show that... 
kind of happened, but not in real life, but sort of over the internet over this uh, the past couple of days. Yeah, um, watches and wonders, W and W, just like this podcast. Yep. So, so what? I I, uh, I take a bit of exception to real life because, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> uh, I'm only going to be able to see it through the internet. Um, so and they've released new watches. Eh, sounds like a real watch show to me. <laughs> yeah, I guess Fair. for the everyday person, this is basically what we get to go through every year. So it's not really a big, big, uh, big to do on our end. But uh, yeah, yeah, for the consumer, it's the same. Unless you, unless you make the trip over, or unless you live in Europe. Yeah, which say, well, we do have a fair number of listeners in Europe. Huh. I think I think two of the five are in Europe. So interesting. Nice. <laughs> well, that's many percent. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Greetings from America. Was uh, I thought that it used to be uh, an invite only show that. Um, Basel was was one that was open to the public, and uh, SIHH was invite only. Is it? I don't know. I, I mean, know, I didn't yeah. get the invitation, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> if there was an invitation, <laughs> sent, I wouldn't know because yeah, we didn't get any of them. They sent it to the old ha- your old house. Must be. Uh, that's why I forgot to. The mail forwarding only lasts for so long. <laughs> exactly. What are you gonna do? Yeah, so there was some really slick stuff. Um, I it's funny, you know, watches and wonders, right? Uh, to me, watches are any of the things that they're showing that I might be able to buy someday, and the wonders are like everything else. Um, this, Which they this definitely had some wonders this year. It's heavy on wonders <laughs> uh, for the Buzzman. That's for yes. that's for sure. Couple of tribunes, couple of all gold watches, couple of perpetual calendars, a couple um, of Martian meteor dials. <laughs> yeah, we well, yes. uh, you gotta love some of these really uh, high touch brands. So, like I saw one that had two tourbillons inside of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just showing off. I love it though. I love every, uh, <laughs> I love every at- second of it. I love just knowing those exist. I'll never be able to afford one or would ever probably ever want to buy one. But, you know, I love knowing that people can do that stuff out there, you know. But, uh, yeah. So why don't, why don't we talk about, like, what was the coolest piece that we think? And then why don't we talk about one that, like, we would actually, like, buy or wear? Because I think there's, there's two different things. There's, like, I think – so I'll go first. I think the coolest piece for me – I'm a space geek. Uh, my buddy who – like my best friend from elementary school, we both wanted to be the first people to walk on Mars. Clearly, that's not going to happen. Um, How's but that like, working out? For yeah, you? it's not working at all. But the the dual moon phase with the Martian meteorite dial from Hermes looked like the fact that it has the moon in both hemispheres and a Martian meteorite dial like that. That just that's that's super cool to, for me as a space nerd. That's probably the coolest. Like I know it's not the most technically you know most exciting thing, not the craziest, but like. The space geek in me lights up when I see all of those things together. Yes. So, so I, I, my wife is actually pretty funny, which I didn't know for quite a while. Like, I asked, I showed her that that Mars watch that her her maid has, and I'm like, so what, what do you think about this? Because well, that's that's cool, but I would definitely check if that's like an actual Mars rock or like whether they 
had like a piece of Mars bar and they're just kind of <laughs> hoping nobody asks the question. <laughs> so, you know, there's a big buyer beware going on, going on there. Trust, but verify, you know. Exactly. Yeah, because if it exactly. melts while you're wearing it, you know it's the candy bar. Because <laughs> you know with Watch Geeks, we just love throwing gobs of money at stuff we don't really ask a lot of questions about. So, it really... Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> they might be tarred in with the Mars Candy Company. Who knows? Wow, that, that characterization really, really cut me deep. <laughs> I mean, you're one of us, yep. Buzz. So, I mean, come on. We're all in this together. Oh, it's true. <laughs> it's true. I don't know how that Chirpion works, but here's $20,000. I tell a lie. Here's like $75,000. I weigh under cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's a Chinese Turbion. Um You're right. Yeah. Well, I mean... Okay, that... that... I guess so that's cool my piece. <laughs> that's my cool piece. You guys, you guys go next. I'll talk about the stuff that I would actually wear. We'll come back to that. Um, okay. Well, I mean, I can you know pick one here. Um, probably the one that caught, and you know, I'm sorry if this is yours, Buzz. I don't, I don't think it is, but um, the one that caught my attention the most, and you know, everyone knows that I'm a big Panerai fan. Um, but it's the Panerai Luminor Marina 70 Years of Luminor Collection. And if any of you all have, like, seen the pictures of these things, it's unbelievable. Uh, if you like Loom, you're going to be having a field day with this stuff. Um, it's Loomed <laughs> almost, like, nonsensically. I mean, the crown guard yes. is Loomed for, like, some unknown reason. And also the little crown, like, guard thing you pull. I don't actually know what you would call that. But, like, the little lever you pull out of the crown guard is also Loomed. So in case you're, like wondering where your huge uh, Panerai crown guard is at night. You know where it is, I, I, I guess, is what they were going for. I, I really Let's don't... also talk about the loomed stitching on the strap. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's not <laughs> forget the loom stitching on the strap, which is unbelievable. And speaking of more unbelievable, what is this? I think the warranty goes for 70 years or something like that. That's what I was going to mention. See, like, you're, <laughs> n- you're losing money not buying this. Like, they're, yes. re- they're throwing in this free warranty for 70 years. Like, <laughs> how do you not buy this watch? Like, this is a really watch you could buy and live for the rest of your life and, like, not have any worries about it. So it almost makes, exactly. like... It makes too much sense to buy this watch. I know. You might as like, take my money. Yeah, take my money. When, um, 280 pieces. Uh, how much is this? I don't know offhand. Oh, uh, $19,000 for two of them and then sixteen k for the other one. So, I mean, honestly, I'm probably going to spend that much in a lifetime on watches. So, I mean, why not just buy one and have it uh, basically insured for the rest of your life? Well, it's like that. It's like those unlimited powertrain warranties at car dealer. You have to take it back to the same dealership. So you got to take <laughs> it to the Panerai boutique to get the oil changed and to get the movement serviced. But right. you know, oh, to the Panerai boutique. Worth I, it. I thought you'd have to go straight to Italy and drop it off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the one that like really caught my eye. Um, as like the the one I kind of like was drawn to. No surprise there. No yeah. surprise there. Yeah, I know. You know what can I say? All right, Buzzy, what have you got? Well, <laughs> I'm okay. I kind kind of came down between uh, two of them, I, but uh, since this was the just all around neatest uh, piece, I really like that uh, Laurent Ferrier uh, Grand Sport Tourbillon. Oh yeah, it is. That is such, once again, as the kids say, a flex 
to <laughs> have a tourbillon, but you can only see it if you take off the watch. That is so, <laughs> so stealth. Like, it's behind the, the clear case back. It's <laughs> so stealth. Uh, I love the fact, though, I mean, that's, it's a, a luxury sports piece done right. It's the integrated bracelet. It's, you know, the, there's loom, right, so you can actually live with it well on a day-to-day basis. It's just, it's so sleek and uh, <laughs> just really, really pretty wild. So did you see the, the, did you see one, there's two things I love about one. I love that watch, but there's two things specifically one. If you kind (laughs) of lean one direction and squint a little bit, it kind of reminds me of the pulsar that Roger Moore was wearing in the first scene of live and let die, um, with the Italian agent, uh, you know, the one that you had to press the button. Hamilton just reissued that watch for about three times what it should cost. Um, and then put the wrong name on the dial. Makes me vomit in my mouth thinking about it, but (laughs) Anyway, but it, it kind of it reminds me of that watch, but in a very good way. And then, two, did you guys see the Brodinky post uh, about that watch? No, I no. have not yet seen it's, that. Uh, so it's, it's the same meme where it's the guy and the girl texting each other, and it's like, so if I come um, over, what are we going to do? Yeah. And he texts back the grand oh. sport, and then you turn it over, and <laughs> all know? that is how you can just says all the positions. <laughs> uh, I lied. I have seen this one day. <laughs> All the, all the it may not have been a. It may like if we're giving credit to Brodinky without that being his meme, we apologize. It seems like something that I saw from his account. I can't remember it. I'm it, not. Gonna, it was on Brodinky. But, okay. Yeah. 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 So those are two of the other main reasons why I really like that watch. But I like that watch quite a bit. That's a, that's a fun one. Yeah, it, it's funny. I mean, this this show is. I mean, it's like people looking at gt3 porsche 911s and stuff and you know all i'll ever be able to afford is like an air-cooled porsche uh not even anymore (laughs) those things have blown up in price yeah i'm thinking like maybe like a a 996 with the fried egg headlamps and yeah those are sneaky good i love those or maybe fried egg uh, headlamps yeah yeah, more more likely a uh, a boxster with the uh, intermediate shaft kit already uh, fixed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Spangler, what was your? Uh... Well, actually, Buzzy, why don't we just snake back? What was the watch that you would actually like buy and wear and be like, "This is my this is my watch." All right, snake draft. Love this. <laughs> um, there is a prototype. A, a an archetype, I suppose, uh, of watch that it seemed like we saw a lot, uh, saw a lot more gold. Oh yeah, uh, saw a lot of gold this year, I would say. And then blue dial, so you know, worlds collide, right? These uh, trends. Um, I really like that uh, Vacheron Constantin um, overseas gold case blue dial, per- the perpetual calendar. Um, it's something it's it's so slick we have a, a friend that just gotten uh overseas i guess you could call it a normal overseas as much as any of those gorgeous gorgeous watches could be considered normal <laughs> uh, and he is over the moon with it i i think that that's a, a great one i would never have to buy a watch winder be, 
even though the perpetual calendar, because it would never be removed from my wrist. <laughs> that's that's just how it would be. Uh, yeah, really, you. really awesome piece. Yeah, I could I could see that uh, all gold on your wrist. I feel that's not that's not too much of a stretch, right? I mean, how much is it? Do you know offhand? Uh, no, I don't feel like crying myself to sleep. Oh, it's okay. It's only 88,500, 80, so, I mean, it's not that much. Yeah. <laughs> the the lightweight, the super lightweight version of that, the Panner, I did have a, uh, a gold uh, Luminar with a blue dial that was really, really slick also. That's probably a fourth of the price. Yes. Okay. Well... Spangler. I mean, so... I'll snake back a little bit here. If there was one watch out of these watches that released that I would probably, you know, if I had $178,000 and was one of the 12 people that could actually buy one, uh, the one watch I would love to have would be that Laurent Ferrier. Uh, that's probably my, like, the watch I'd wear every day. Awesome, cool, awesome-looking watch, amazing, really cool. Uh, if we're going more um, realistic here, uh, I was actually a really big fan of the Mont Blanc 1858 Monopusher. Uh, their chronograph, uh, specifically the one in steel on the bracelet. Um, I'm a sucker for chronographs, and I love that, like, especially Mont Blanc are bringing back the old school mono pusher and making it, like, kind of cool again. Like, in practice, like, it's like a really dumb complication. Like, I, like, having just one button for stop, start, and reset on a chronograph is kind of like, I don't know, uh, a little antiquated, which is, you know, that's why it's cool, but, you know. In practice, it doesn't really make that much sense. But, like, for some reason, that beads of rice on this steel one and just the dial, it just looks so cool. And also the fact that they have a telemeter scale on the dial. Like, I'm a sucker for, like, kind of, like, weird dial uh, stuff, uh, dial markings on chronographs. And, like, having a telemeter or a pulsations dial, like, that's kind of, yeah. like, my thing. I love having those, like, weird non-tachymeter dialed on chronographs. Um, so, I mean, that watch would probably be the one that is, like, the most reasonable that I would probably go after and buy. Um, and coming in at a close second would be the, uh, the JLC Master Control Chronograph Calendar. Um, and for some reason, I don't want to say that it looks like, um, a 2499 from Patek, but it kind of looks like a 2499, um, <laughs> which is kind of probably why I like it, um, and I also like it for the sole fact that it has a pulsations dial on the outside, which is equally as cool as the fact that it looks like a twenty four ninety nine. Um, but yeah, this this new uh, annual calendar chronograph from uh, JLC it looks it looks freaking awesome. Um, rose gold steel. Um, it's got the uh, what are they called? Not the um, I'm blanking here on the name here, but the uh, the pushers, the squared pushers, I guess you'd call them. Yep. Not the pump style pushers. I think is how you would do say that. I have, actually I have no idea. Um, but yeah, that coming at close second. Um, and it's honestly not too overpriced. Fourteen five in steel. That's not too bad, honestly, for coming at twelve. No, it's not. Thick. Yeah, not too bad. Um, so yeah. So that was going to be the one that I was going to talk about uh, as well. But <laughs> the other watch so that I, steel. you know, I could kind of see. Yeah, no worries. I mean, there were two. I was going to talk about two because you know fourteen five is. That's up there. That's that's, a, that's there. an expensive watch. It's not too unreasonable. Uh, you, I mean, though, you know. no, it's not. It's it's not. It's definitely not at all unreasonable. And you're getting a lot with with what JLC is throwing into that. It's a very wearable package. You could wear that watch every day. Oh, absolutely. Um, oddly enough, I'm not. 
I like bracelets and not much that came out um, is on a bracelet. But, you know, other than the IWC uh, <laughs> Portuguese or Yacht Club that it comes on the... Uh, it comes on the Nautilus bracelet. <laughs> I don't know if anybody noticed that. Um, <laughs> somebody did, I'm sure. But uh, Bauman Mercier came out with some pretty cool stuff. And, you know, the the funkiest piece that I think, um, you know, I would probably go for that'd be a fun kind of suit up everyday watch is their Hampton Big Date Dual Time. So it's got the Big Date complication at at 12 o'clock. Looks like a dual time with a moon phase down at 6. Um pretty neat looking little watch i mean it's it i I, I say little jokingly it is it's bigger than a a cartier tank louis by quite a big margin um i don't know what it's like compared to a jlc reverso but i feel like if i could get the article to load from our friends over at hodinky i feel like this one came in priced at under four yeah 3650 swiss francs so i mean that's you know pretty cool complication you know, if you have to dress up a little bit more, it'd be a great everyday watch on the on the black leather band. You could, it looks like you know the white dial it could go, mm-hmm. or a silver dial it could go either direction. I mean, just just seems like a pretty neat pretty neat watch. Um, maybe that's not a moon phase. Maybe it's an AM PM indicator. There, it's hard to tell. But I, I like the idea of a dual time zone tracking watch. Obviously, got my eye on the uh, the Monta Sky Quest. You know, with the GMT functionality. So I like the idea of being able to tell two separate times at the same time. So uh, it's pretty neat. I like that one quite a bit. Uh, obviously also like, I mean, realistically, any of the stuff from JLC is very wearable on a daily basis. All the stuff that came out in steel, very mm-hmm. clean, very wearable size, just very, very awesome. And you, you're getting a lot with, with all the stuff that you get from JLC. Yeah. But um, just want to give a shout out to Bauman Mercier because that seems like, it's a, you know, it's a fairly, fairly attract. I mean, it's an attractive watch at a fairly reasonable price. So yeah, yeah that, was, uh, that was mine. I have to say on that yeah, balance, I'm, say, I'm I'm a sucker for like textured dials. Yeah. And that dial is it looks awesome. It has a big date on it too, right? Yeah. Yep. Big date at twelve. Yeah. That's well right under cool. twelve, but yeah. I since I will probably also never own a uh ah longa, uh I'll I would just have to get my big date fix uh some someplace else. Yeah, there's Zeitwerk that came out looks gorgeous. Oh gosh! Oh yeah! (laughs) Don't get me started on that. That Zeitwerk minute repeater with a blue dial. That's pretty sweet. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then let's also talk. uh, So I made my wife watch the Vacheron release video, which was pretty freaking sweet. Like, let's be real. Their ten minute video (laughs) was awesome, walking you through all their new pieces. Yes. Um, and. She was pretty impressed with, you know, the, the 24 complications. It looked like a hockey puck or, or as I described earlier, a baseball, the one that's wearable on both sides. <laughs> but it's just under 17 millimeters thick, which, yes, that is almost two centimeters thick. But when you're putting 24 complications, a minute repeater, all the stuff that it has on it, like the fact that they get that under 18 millimeters is unbelievable. So yes. that to me is wearable. But like she, she literally burst out laughing when she saw the. Oh, where are they at? I'm scrolling through. It's the enamel bird. I mean, I know there's some cool stuff that went into <laughs> making those, and the enamel is beautiful. But she's like, "Hey, but for all you rich nerdy watch folks who like birds, here it is." <laughs> <laughs> I 
they're true, um, they're true very narrow, different. very narrow market. <laughs> yes. So somebody, somebody was watching uh, Portlandia, put a bird <laughs> on it, uh, uh, skit, and decided to do that to the dial. That, I mean, in fairness, they are. They Thank absolutely, <laughs> they are absolutely gorgeous. Don't get me wrong; like they are beautiful watches. But it is kind of funny that they decided, "Hey, birds, let's put a bird on it." Put a bird on it. Put a bird on it. <laughs> yeah, how much are these? Um, oh, I guess it doesn't say how much they are. Only Although she point, did, I think only five point four five millimeters thick. That's crazy. But uh, yeah, what, what were you gonna say? Sorry, I just had to. I was surprised by that. Oh no! So they uh, the 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 oh what do they call essentially the their all iced out white gold diamond piece that had almost twelve carats of diamonds on it. Um, I can't remember what they called that one, but it was essentially the jewelry piece with the uh, with the yeah, sapphire yeah. the the translucent sapphire clouds for the you know the the moon phase indicator at like two o'clock. It was a gorgeous piece, but it was insane. But I like how at the end they said one of not many. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like how many people you really think? yeah it's like how many people really want this and like how much can we charge for it and like we'll go from there you know because they have no idea let's be honest here yeah I, yeah yeah i mean the these watches are not for me at all but i love that they exist right like the yeah. uh there's that uh wasn't released this year with that uh, uh van cleef and our pal uh pont de amaro I think I'm sure that I'm butchering all that French, so don't at me. Um, <laughs> but the one where it's got like a mechanized, like uh, you know, a, a lady and a, a guy like going across a bridge to like smooch each other, like that's that's amazing. How how do you come up with something that is that like artistic and then get someone else to? do some artistry with the mechanical side to make it happen. And you do all of that knowing that there's going to be somebody out there that's going to buy it so they can wear it to like a Met Gala or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love the free market. Oh yeah. Someone's going to buy it. Yeah. That reminds me, what are these? I, oh gosh. I don't, I don't know the brand of them watches, but like the ones where they were mechanized and it's like super. It's not the uh, the Richard Mille erotic watches, oh. but it's the ones that get like super erotic, and they have like mechanized like mannequins, just like having a great time together. Have you any of you guys seen those watches? I have not seen those. <laughs> yeah, I only know the Richard Mille one. Yeah, so it's basically a mechanized watch with two people having a great time together. I have no idea why anybody would want to buy it, but uh, yeah, it's a uh, free market, right? <laughs> It is. It. it is. I'm gonna find this watch. Well, so. I, f- I feel like I feel like that that's a pretty good <laughs> pretty good note to end on. <laughs> We're glad all these things exist, inclu- including that watch with two folks having a good time. Um, <laughs> I'm so close to finding it. Um, we'll probably get into the episode. For he's so close. <laughs> he will. He'll get it at the end of the episode. Um, but that was the the quad W, the W and W on W and W episode. Uh, stuff that we like from Watches and Wonders. Uh, and to tease everyone for next week's episode, um, our next guest may or may not have been featured on Hodinkee recently. Um, 
uh, he, yeah, he was a bit, but it was from that same article we were talking about earlier. Our, our buddy Matt from Richter and Phillips, the, uh, the watchmaker is gonna, is gonna join us next week. So that'll be a, uh, that'll be a fun, a fun episode. I think, uh, I'm sure he's, we got a lot of good questions for him. If anybody has questions for a, uh, a master watchmaker, go ahead and send them to us. I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll have a good time with that. Um, he's, he's a great guy. You know, we, we all have, have met him, got to know him a little bit. So it'll be a, it'll be a good time with him next week. Um, so, and there may be, I, I think, you know, I was, I, I did actually DM Cole back after the article posted and he seemed amenable to making a trip to Southwestern Ohio to come to a red bar meetup. So if we could start the campaign like the folks from Scottish Watches, either get Cole to Cincy when we all open back up or get Cole on the podcast. He seems like the guy who uh, who seems open to a lot of that stuff. So uh, maybe we could get Cole on this podcast if he's if he's listening. Uh, did you find that watch, Spangler? Uh, yes, it's uh, one of the Ulysse Nardin erotic watches. Just I thought it might have been Yeah, Yep, you'll find it from there. Yep, I found it. <laughs> Probably it's something not on your work laptop. <laughs> yeah, don't don't. That's right. Not, hashtag not safe for work. Don't do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, well, gentlemen, always a pleasure, and yep. uh, we'll look forward to catching up next week with uh, with our buddy Matt from Richter and Phillips. As seen on Hodinky. Yeah, it will right. be. Yeah, you got to pitch that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna tag the crap out of that when that episode drops. Oh yes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Get to seven listeners. Woo. Almost a ten. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Woo. Double digits. <laughs> All right. All right. Stay safe, everyone. Yep. Yeah. See you guys. Bye. Bye.